Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer from Positively Learning. Before we dive into today's episode all about data collection, I want to share that there's an exclusive giveaway just for listeners like you in honor of launching this brand new podcast. So be sure to listen all the way to the end where I will share more details on how you can easily enter. All right, so today's topic is all about data collection. And if you've been listening along, you know that we spoke about data in episode two. It was all about team digital or team paper, the pros and cons to each. Just like that episode, I want to give you more tips on data collection and staying organized. But please know, These tips are not intended to overwhelm you with options or to tell you what to do, but instead just to inform you about what's worked for me in the past so that you can make the best decision for you. The data tracking tips I am sharing in this episode are available to you. I call it the Better Data Collection in Five Days, and you can sign up for it for free. It includes two data tracking sheets, one digital and one paper. So I will put the link in the show notes. Be sure to click on over so you can get all of this information delivered to your inbox. All right, so I want to start off with anecdotal notes. Now, as special educators listening to this episode, I am sure that you are rock stars at taking anecdotal notes, whether it's something that you've been doing for years or you've been given guidance in a class or from your school or district, most likely you know exactly how to take anecdotal notes and feel pretty comfortable with it. Now, I do want to touch on a couple of points though that I have seen from various points of view. I have sat in so many meetings as a special educator, as an instructional coach, and as a advocate. And I am here to deliver my perspective and a little bit of tough love. All right, here goes. I want to suggest that a less is more approach should be taken with anecdotal notes. And I can explain. I think anecdotal notes should directly support evidence. And in our case, evidence is data. Now, you're maybe thinking, that doesn't make any sense. That's not what anecdotal notes even are. And you know what? I do agree. When I'm taking anecdotal notes, usually I am recording everything that's happening in that setting. And I do have a solution of what to do with the extra information. But in this case, I'm thinking about what you are bringing to IEP meeting table, what you're communicating to the IEP team, and that those notes should be directly aligned with whatever data point you are discussing. So your anecdotal notes are providing more context for that data. And I can give you an example. All right, so let's assume that there is assessment data that we are looking at as a team. Maybe it was a goal and there was an assessment to determine students' progress. And let's just imagine that this is a letter sound correspondence. So maybe, the special educator is providing a visual, a letter, and a student is producing the sound. And the data point is 90% mastery, which is 
Awesome, right? This student is, has 90%. Okay, this sounds really great. Now here comes the anecdotal notes. I'm gonna give you two different notes and I want you to think about which one is directly aligned and provides context. Here's anecdotal note one. The student completed the letter sound correspondent assessment in 14 minutes. Here's anecdotal note number two. This student is absent every Tuesday. All right, what do you think? So if you've ever given a letter sound correspondence assessment that you know it's usually about one, maybe two minutes to go through the 26 letters. So that anecdotal note saying that the student took 14 minutes is a key piece of information that's directly aligned to this assessment. We all need to know this information. If I had left that out and maybe a future educator working with this student saw the 90%, they may think the student is ready to move on and setting new goals. And that would be such a disservice to everyone, especially the student. Now, the other piece of information about the student absences every Tuesday, well, that's 20% of the school week. That's important information as well, but it can be inserted in maybe another discussion, maybe into the present levels. And so we can have a discussion on how we can increase that student attendance. So what do we do with this extra information? We don't wanna just not take those notes, even if we're not aligning it directly with data. Well, I suggest having some type of system, whether you wanna open up a blank Google Doc, Word document, or just a piece of paper, and just keep those notes in that one document. So every time you have new anecdotal notes that aren't directly aligned to the evidence, you can go to this document, put the date, put your notes and keep going. That way the information is gonna stay organized in chronological order. It'll be there if you ever need to go back and reference it. All right, I wanna do another example of less is more when taking anecdotal notes. I wanna share two different sets of notes and think about which one seems more helpful when you're communicating this to others. Ready? All right, here's anecdotal note number one. You are taking notes of a student during a math class. Jennifer was playing on the carpet during whole group concept development. She was playing with her shoe. She didn't respond to redirection, started touching two peers, threw her math manipulatives when told to keep her hands to herself. As the class transitioned to independent work centers, Jennifer crawled under her table. Jennifer completed her fact fluency page, then began tipping her chair. She ignored reminders to sit safely and then played with her math center. The teacher checked her work and Jennifer responded by tearing up her paper. The teacher gave Jennifer a new paper to work on and Jennifer completed the assignment again. All right, so that was anecdotal note number one. Here's anecdotal note part two, and this is the exact same observation of Jennifer in math. 25 minute math block. Jennifer was on task 44% of the time. Whole group at the carpet, Jennifer was on task three out of 15 minutes. That's 19%. Independent math work time, Jennifer was on task eight out of 10 minutes. That's 80%. So which example do you think was more helpful? Now, of course, that's a trick question, right? Because they both contained important information. I know in my own experience, I used to always take anecdotal notes like the first example. I was just writing everything down because you never knew which piece of information was going to be the one that was going to help you. However, as I have learned, sitting at so many different meetings, when information is shared, 
with high impact data, which I think of as numbers, it tends to get communicated much more clearly and effectively and people are hearing that. Plus, when I look at those numbers, I can really pinpoint how I can support Jennifer. She's missing more than half of her math instruction, but she's clearly doing better when she's working independently. So now I can see what we need to do to support Jennifer during that whole group instruction. So I'd love to hear what you think. What type of anecdotal notes do you currently take and which type do you bring to the table to share? And I will say, as you're listening to this, I think both are very helpful. Any kind of information that's going to help you get a handle on what's going on and what we can do to support our students. But I do highly recommend if you can summarize your notes with the data that really speaks loudly, like that second example, that is really helpful. And I know as an instructional coach, when I was supporting other educators, I would try to really listen to everything that they're saying and then try to pull out some of those numbers because that really helped everybody get on the same page quickly. All right, I'm actually going to wrap up the episode here, but I still have some more data tips to share. So please click the link in the show notes so that you can grab those two freebie data trackers and get the last tip because I'm saving the best for last. That way, if you click on over, you will have all that information in one place delivered to your inbox. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to provide some quick details of how you can enter the special giveaway that we're doing for this first month of the podcast launch. There's two ways to enter, so you can enter twice. The first way is to screenshot this episode as you're listening and to share it to your Instagram stories. Please tag me at Positively Learning and I will enter you into the giveaway. The second way to enter is to leave a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it, screenshot the review, share it to Instagram stories, and tag me, and I will enter you again. All right, here's the prizes. The big prize is the free bundle, the signature bundle called Special Educators Resource Room. This is the bundle that I'm always talking about. It's worth $300, and it will be free to one lucky winner. Now, if you already own the bundle and you are the giveaway winner, you can choose a $100 gift card to Amazon. So if you win and I reach out to you, you can choose which prize you would like. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.